Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I feel like slime's having a bit of a moment though, isn't it? I I kind of missed this, but... People are doing amazing things with slime at the moment. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Trash in the Attic, the podcast about stuff. I'm Charlie Gunn. Each week, I ask a musician to have a rummage around in their loft to find some hidden gems from their past. Things with a really good story. For this episode, I have a chat to Dave Bailey of Fan Glass Animals. It's been a rough couple of years for the band. Riding high after the release of their second album, 2016's How To Be A Human Being, their drummer Joe Seawood was knocked off his bike in Dublin and really badly injured. After a long road to recovery for Joe, the band are back together and have recorded a new album, Dreamland, which is out August 7th, 2020. I caught up with Dave to talk about the band's unusual handcrafted merch that he's been making over lockdown, inflatable Satsuma costumes and the great teddy bear heist of 2020. How are you finding lockdown, Dave? You know what? It's kind of back to normal for me. Is it? I, I spent like t- two years in this room here just doing the latest album. And then we were about to go out and tour it. We toured it for one month. Like we went on a secret tour, played all these tiny little venues and tested the new stuff. And then halfway through the tour, the virus smashed into the world and we had to like abandon the tour. Um, and now I'm back here. So it's kind of back to, yeah, back to normal. Back to normal-ish. Are you excited for pubs to open or are you still feeling a little bit scared of that kind of thing? Uh, I'm not really a big pubby person. I tend to just have, I have lots of like barbecues. I'm from Texas. I grew up in Texas. And that's like, I don't know. I think if you grew up in Texas, it's just like in your blood to want to cook meat on fire <laughs> i don't actually really eat that much meat but um i don't know i have i've cooked it for the other people so i'm nice i'm excited to have barbecues again basically that's that's all that's good but your tour yeah i mean it you've been away a while because of course for anyone who doesn't know your drummer had a really really awful injury and has spent the last couple of years recovering so it seemed like those those comeback shows that you did get to play were super emotional is that a fair assessment they were really emotional yeah it was so I imagine it was especially emotional for him because it's been a long recovery a long road for him and um the first couple of shows were quite surreal uh, we just like smiled the whole time and looked at each other and we're like we still got this we can do this we can do this it's so good uh and then we were just getting to like the height of that emotion we, we played an la show and it was amazing it was in the one of the i think it was the first a second venue we ever played in america and uh at the end of the encore oh sorry at the end of the main set the venue manager and our time manager like this is going to be the last show in america for a really really long time and it was really it was actually really sad because we've been preparing for that and joe had been recovering for this for that tour for the rest of the tour so that was a bit of a bum out but um such an amazing thing to be back back touring and playing shows again with him in full health 
Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it must have been so nice. Well, you must be so appreciative that you got to do that before the virus. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a kind of treat for us to go back and, and play those places and see people's like sweat and sweat on people. It was, yeah, nice to go back to those little clubs. And it's been announced now that you've got a new album on the way, Dreamland. But I think it's been pushed back a little bit. But August, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we pushed it back. Actually, it's been pushed back a couple of times. Well, twice. Um, we were. It was meant to come out initially in May and the virus was obviously in full swing. And then we pushed it back again just because I, I just felt I was so horrified by that yeah just what the, the video of George Floyd and I I couldn't I couldn't get myself out of bed for a bit I was just I felt terrible and um everyone's attention it was impossible to demand when you release a piece of music you kind of ask for a little bit of everyone's attention I was I couldn't have felt more wrong doing that in that moment I guess the reason we're releasing music, I, f- I just also feel like we're kind of trapped between feeling like releasing music and any piece of music is very insignificant compared to civil rights and really letting down our fans who've been expecting music for a long time. And we're getting a bit like, like where is this piece of music you were promising us? Um, I think fans are always like that, aren't they? <laughs> I know. So we get yeah, we we're, we're going to release it and hopefully we'll be able to build our platform a bit more and use that to keep fighting for the things we believe in. Exactly. You know, people need music particularly in in difficult times. So I I think well, yeah, it it was perhaps right to have a pause. I don't think anybody would, you know, think badly of of anyone who's who's trying to carry on being creative in this time particularly people who are using their platform for to sort of amplify that message it's so important so i think so it's amazing to see so many people amplifying the message as well it's yeah so many incredible ideas and statements have been shared really inspiring for the purposes of this podcast i've asked you to have a rummage around your hat your yeah. house your flat your house your loft i can see some tropical plants there in the background or tropical looking plants um, i do i've got a lot of weird stuff around actually that's good i mean compa- i will give you some points dave because compared to a lot of people i've had on this podcast you've done your homework and i've been sent a list of things which sounds really interesting and i'm keen to know more about all of them but i don't even know if we'll have time to go into all of them but let's try okay i'll try and talk really quickly (laughs) um but yeah that's you've you've had a rummage around you've dug out some things which have a good story or mean something to you or are significant um for some reason big or small so i'm gonna delve straight in with item number one on your list which is a pair of nunchucks pair of nunchucks yeah i do have a pair of i've actually just given them away i gave <laughs> gave them to a um a guy called jack saunders who heard about them he's a radio one dj and he yeah he said i want those so i've actually just sent them <laughs> off to him um, but i'm making more pairs i've i have to like single-handedly make these they're denzel curry 
cross glass animals collab nunchucks. So we did this track called Tokyo Drifting back in October. Great track. And yeah, we kind of bonded over this game called Ninja. <laughs> I don't know if you know the game Ninja. I don't. Is it a computer game or a... No, 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 not a computer game. It's like a, a, f- <laughs> like a ha- combat fighting game. That's sort of a playground game that you play when you're a kid. Right. And we both knew it somehow. I don't know how exactly. Uh, but you, you kind of put your hands together and you go one, two, three, ninja, and then you strike a pose. And then you take turns making one sweeping movement each, trying to hit the other person's hands with your hand. Right, and if you hit okay. the other person's hand, that hand is out. And then you have one hand left. So those are like your two lives, your hands, your two <laughs> lives. But anyway, it, um, <laughs> we bonded over that and we started talking about nunchucks. And I was like, I'm going to make some nunchucks as much. And I thought we'd be, we're going to do this show in this venue called Red Rocks to launch our album campaign. And Denzel was going to open up for us. We're going to do two of, the, two of these shows and we're going to make a bunch of special merchandise. And these nunchucks were going to be like the the pinnacle of that mer- the like shining diamond of that merch and i'm handmade a bunch of them how how do you make a pair of nunchucks i so <laughs> i bought the nunchucks foam nunchucks mind you they're very safe um and i bought a huge bag i still have a huge bag of like 20 sets of nunchucks upstairs and then i got this like screen printing label thing so i printed denzel and then glass on one chuck, and then curry and animals on the other chuck, and then I embedded these little, like, diamante studs that <laughs> um, that had our initials in in the bottom. Blinged up nunchucks. Yeah. Um, I was really excited about them being out in the world as much. But now you're just giving them away. You've got to save them for the fans. Save them for the people who want them. I feel a bit bad. I'm going to make a bunch more this week, I think. I've got, I just ordered another like 20 sets. I'm going to put some on the store or something, maybe just because I think this, it's actually this weekend was meant to be the show in Red Rocks. Right. Yeah. Where's Red Rocks? Oh, it's in Colorado's beautiful venue. It's like, so you basically play at the bottom of a mountain and the whole crowd goes up the mountain. And it's so, it's so crazy walking out there because one, the elevation is really high, and so there's no real oxygen in the air. So as a singer, you just... It's absolutely dreadful. But as anyone who's not a singer, it's beautiful because you walk out and it's just like a mountain of heads. It's like nothing you've seen before. That sounds great. Yeah, it blows you away walking out there. But you've made some other strange merch, I think, during this time. Is that right? I've made a lot of strange merch. How do you know this? (laughs) I'm a journalist. What can I say? What have you seen? What have you seen? <laughs> no, I was referring to the toilet paper. Oh, we did make toilet paper. Yeah, that's because everyone was running out of toilet paper and panic bought toilet paper, which was like the weirdest panic buying thing ever. Yeah, we made toilet paper so you could wipe your butt with our our faces were printed on. That's a nice thought. We've done all sorts candles. A cereal bowl, spoon. We got a spoon coming. A spoon, just one spoon. Just one spoon. It mainly <laughs> happened because I wanted a spoon. I keep losing spoons. I don't know where they all go. So you ran out of toilet paper, and then you made some, and you needed a spoon, and so you made a spoon. Yeah, make some spoons. Very resourceful. That's what merchandise should be. It should be stuff that you like. Stuff that you need. Yeah. Yeah, stuff that useful stuff. You should be able to go to a show, and buy all the things that you need 
for your daily life, like some sponges, dishwashing sponges maybe. Yeah. Um, some like dusting cloths, toothbrush. You should be able to buy a toothbrush. People always need toothbrushes. Batteries. Batteries, light bulbs. Yeah. Be really, all the stuff that's like, you know, when you go to Tesco or something in the little aisle right by where you check out. All that stuff, the random stuff that's yes. just kind of useful. Yeah, because I, I, I really don't need another T-shirt, I'll be honest, but I always buy them. Yeah, I've got, I've got enough band T-shirts, but what I really want is a, a sponge for every occasion. <laughs> That'd be way better. The next thing on your list of wondrous items is very cute... A teddy bear. It's a teddy bear. A fan gave it to me, actually. Well, two fans. And it's called Wavy Baby. And it has a big gangster chain that's wearing, like, a basketball outfit. Um, but the, the only other thing I can tell you is that I brought it on the flight back from our last tour in America when we were escaping COVID. And I buckled him up in the seat next to me. And <laughs> It's a very baller move. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he is a baller. He <laughs> demanded, he made me do it. Um, yeah, and the flight attendants were, like, playing along. It was amazing. They were, like, pouring him a champ- champagne and um, making sure he had his little, like, toothbrush kit and stuff. Uh, they put an eye mask on, everything. Uh, reclined his seat. So good. All that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They even, like, put the video screen out for the safety video and everything. They really, they went for it. But anyway, I fell asleep on the plane and I woke up, like, a couple hours later and he was gone. And I was like, what is that? Is this, like, a Ted moment? Has he come to life and he's gone for a piss or something? I don't know. Um, But I, like, looked around and I saw, out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone carrying him down the other end of the plane. And I was like, whoa, 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 maybe I'm tripping. I'd had a wine at this point. Turned out, right, th- there was only like seven people on the plane. Six of them were us and our crew. And the other person was a was a epi- epidemiologist, some kind of amazing doctor f- that was going to do some conference on, on COVID. But he'd gotten really, really, really wasted and stole my bear and he hid it in the little side compartment down the side of his seat. And when I confronted him, he said he hadn't stolen it. And then what happened? I was like, dude, did you steal my bear? He said, no. And I said, I, d- I saw you steal my bear. He said, I didn't steal your bear. And I said, well, I saw it. And he was like, no, I didn't. I was like, okay, maybe I'm going mad. And I went and sat down. And the <laughs> flight attendant came up and was like, where's your bear? And I was like, that guy stole it, I'm pretty sure. And they're like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I'm like, sure he did. Check in the little compartment down the side of his chair. And they went, and when he went to pee, they looked in the compartment down the side of his chair, and there was the bear. (gasps) What a bastard. Yeah, total wanker. The next thing, I'm not quite sure. It's just one word, so you'll have to explain. Udder. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So, this one's weird. They're all quite weird, Dave, I'll be honest. Oh, I thought this was very not all very normal. I, <laughs> I don't know. Just a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, basically, my friend um, married a... Cow? 
uh, well, <laughs> close. <laughs> um, a Mexican gentleman. No, he's not a cow at all. He was a very sweet man. And um, he gave me, he came to England to ask, like, her friend's permission to marry her. And he brought gifts. And the gift that he gave me was an udder that he'd sculpted from wax. And it hung from the ceiling and drops, you fill it with honey and drops of honey come out of the teats. Wow, that's brilliant. And yeah, now I use it as a ring holder for rings on the teats. Okay, the wax udder is hanging from the ceiling. Why would it have honey? Why would you want it to be dripping honey? I don't know. I don't know. It was very abstract gifts. Okay. Just as a an art piece, not sort of to put in your yogurt or Nah, no, it was just as an art but maybe it was meant to be like milked into your yogurt and granola or something, I don't know. But <laughs> I I actually don't really eat granola, I just drink eat the really sugary cereal. But I he did remind he told me basically that the reason he gave me the udder was because he sculpted me this udder with his hands. And the reason he did it is because he'd heard that at school I had this thing where I would draw udders on things in textbooks. Like if there was an animal, like a chicken in a textbook, I would draw an udder on it. Or if there was like a picture of Winston Churchill or something, I would like draw udders coming off of his chin and like <laughs> teats like wanging all over his face and stuff. Um, and he'd heard it from his fiance, and it, it's true. I did that. Wow. Yeah. That's so brilliant that he took that tiny bit of information and turned it into this brilliant creation he sculpted it into something very serious and artistic i totally forgot that i did that <laughs> what was the reason for you drawing the others just uh like instead of drawing dicks which most kids do most people do draw dicks and i thought the dick thing was a bit you know a bit passe it's been done <laughs> i don't know i was i was i'd seen enough dicks in textbooks um <laughs> to think someone someone needed to do something a bit different <laughs> um but i just took the other so instead of the teats dangling down like stalactites they now point up like stalagmites have i got that right yes I, I think i think that's it but yeah so now i have it so the teats poke up like little fingers and i just put rings and stuff on <laughs> it's just it's so pretty great. weird it's just sitting in my bathroom um, covered in rings. What a great gift. <laughs> the fourth thing, I think, is something that a lot of kids of a certain age were very into. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I have... It's right here. It's um, in my studio. I have a lot of things in the studio that I use to, like, distract... I find when you're like a little bit distracted, it's really good for creativity. You stop think, overthinking things. And the Super Nintendo is one of those things that I have in here for for that reason. I also have a Nintendo 64 and um, my label as a birthday present just got me a Pikachu Game Boy Advance, which is really cool. I have a Sega Mega Drive. Got a few, got a few things lying around. Um, so when you're making music, you play games. That's how you just distract yourself or give yourself. A yeah. Well, if I get part. stuck, yeah. If I get a bit stuck on something, I try not to like overthink it because you can get a bit frustrated and then it starts this like vicious cycle of 
anger. And not anger is the wrong word, but just, you, yeah, you get frustrated and that stops you being able to come up with ideas. So you just need to like do something totally different, relax for a minute, and then the ideas start coming. When was the record finished? February? February. I, think, I don't know. The months have all kind of blurred into one. <laughs> and um, I think it was January or February. I know a lot of people have said that they can't really listen to music while they're making music because it's distracting but then other people like love to do that and just put on a record that they really love which camp are you yeah i'm definitely more of a don't listen to anything at all for the whole several months right slash year that you're making the album i think like the whole time in between making records is that's like absorbing sponge period and then uh when you're actually making music i try really hard not to listen to anything else because i think I don't know, you get a bit distracted, you get caught up, you're like, oh, my song's not as good, the drums don't hit as hard, and you start to, yeah, catch on to little things that actually don't really matter. So I I kind of absorb everything, and then the whole time I was making this record, I basically listened to nothing. Just Mario. Is it Mario? What's your, what's your game of choice? Yeah, just the Mario theme song. <laughs> so the whole album is actually just 8-bit, like, little... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible record, really. We're bashing through these really fast, but it's a long list, and I'm I'm keen to get to the end. Um, oh yeah, strawberry suit. Talk to me. Oh, the strawberry suit. Yeah, I had a I had a party for New Year's. I hate. Don't judge me. Do you like fancy dress? No. I don't like fancy dress. I don't. But I have a friend, well, I have a few friends who are obsessed. And I had this party for New Year's and they decided it was going to be a fancy dress party. And I, as the host, had to buy an outfit. And the fa- the theme, weirdly, was space fruit. I don't know how they came up with that. I think they were probably pretty high or something. And, um, yeah. So I... I bought this strawberry suit I just I don't know I really like it sometimes I just put it on it makes me feel good about myself is it inflatable it's not inflatable I do have a giant inflatable orange suit as well actually oh that's good yeah so that I, d- I bought two costumes one was the art of inflatable orange and that's the Saturn Suma oh, very good. Um, that was the space fruit yeah and then the strawberry was the strawberry walk so I had the strawberry... I mean, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything at all. Um, yeah, it's quite a niche thing. Yeah, it's pretty niche. But I, I like both of those um, both of those outfits. Actually, the Jack Saunders, who I sent the, uh, the nunchucks to, does this karaoke thing on Sundays on his Instagram Live and... I meant to be I was meant to be on it basically and I was watching it like 15 minutes before I was meant to be on I was he was like dress up it's a dress up affair it's going to be really exciting it's, everyone goes crazy and has a bit of fun and I logged on 15 minutes before I was meant to go on and everyone's just dressed normal 
Everyone was just wearing a normal outfit. I'm sitting there in the satin Suma outfit, the full-on inflated... Like, it's inflated. I can't get that thing off in 15 minutes. I was stuck in this <laughs> inflated orange suit. And there was, like, someone and like, dressed to their nines in, like, a collared shirt, singing some, like, nice folk song. And then I was just like, oh, I've really shit the bed here, haven't I? And my turn came. And I think everyone was stunned. I love that your first thought when someone says dress up, your first thought is like, I'll put on the inflatable orange, not just like I'll put a shirt on. No, I'm getting my money's worth out of that suit. It's great. (laughs) Also, it's really nice because it has like this fan inside to inflate itself and it keeps you nice and cool. That's clever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also padded. So if you like run into things, you just kind of bounce off. But for someone who says they don't really like fancy dress, it seems like maybe you do quite like fancy dress. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't. I refuse to admit that I might like it. I do what I'm told. Maybe that's that's what it is. When it comes to fancy dress, I do what I'm told. Item number six. Glow-in-the-dark slime. Why? Oh yeah, I do. That's another. You know what? That's just another one of the things in the studio that I used to distract myself. Um, it's very messy, so when I get it out, I get re. It's really me- like it takes me a long time, and I, <laughs> I kind of get frustrated and like tangled in this glow in the dark slime. I want it at a fair in Brighton, you know, that pier they have all the arcade games, and I spent like all day there. Got a load of tickets, like thousand tickets, like maybe hundred thousand tickets or something maybe like a million tickets and all I could afford was this fucking little glow-in-the-dark slime and it's really good for distracting yourself because it gets everywhere and you immediately start thinking about the music but I've also used it for loads of things because it's actually upstairs at the moment but um you can hit it with a pencil and you get your hi-hats you can like shake it around it goes like the slimes on the album I think it's on the album. It's definitely 100% in a... I just did a cover of a Drake song with someone called Arlo Parks. Um, she's great. And Oh, she's amazing. And uh, the slime features heavily. I feel like slime's having a bit of a moment, though, isn't it? I, I kind of missed this, but what is... what? Tell me. I don't really know anything about it other than people just suddenly love slime. You haven't seen the videos? No... No, okay, go go on to like YouTube or Instagram or even TikTok or whatever. Just search slime, and you you won't come out of that hole for <laughs> I don't know. I'd say two hours or something. It's just a joy to watch. People are doing amazing things with slime at the moment. Well, making music with it—that's pretty impressive. Making music with it, yeah. And there's not so much of that usually. It's there are loads of different types of slime that I didn't realise. There's like different consistencies, and people talk about which slime is their favourite. Maybe this could be a little side project for you, making like getting that YouTube dollar from making side slime videos on the. Side. Do some slime videos. Ah, oh, that's a great idea. Music with slime. I combine my two loves <laughs> into one. And cereal, I need to pull that in somehow, and then I'm good. I have actually started a TV show with two of my loves, which is cereal and um, and music. So I, I <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I send a box of cereal, like an American weird box of cereal, to someone, and we talk about cereal and growing up while we taste eat the cereal, 
and then I make them a custom beat based on what they've told me and then they put some lines over it and that's the whole TV show. It's like four minutes long. (laughs) I want to know, do I want to know? I don't know if I do, about um, your leopard print G-string. I do have leopard print G-string. So... It was given to me as a gift, but I didn't know it was given to me as a gift. It was hidden in my... (laughs) Basically, I went to university for a couple of years, and then I dropped out and did this music thing. But you know when you're at university and you... uh, It's getting to summer holidays, and you go... I used to go back to my mum's house, but you'd go somewhere, and you'd bring all your dirty laundry... And you just be like, Mom, do it, please. Um, and usually my mum was like, no, bugger off. Uh, but this time she did it for me. And my friend had given me this leopard print G-string, but he tucked it in with my other dirty clothes. And <laughs> my mum really kindly washed it and folded it for me and put it on top of all my other clothes. It was, that's all there is to say about that, really. Um, did she ever ask you about it? No questions at all, no. <laughs> I didn't ever expect her to see it. That's the that's the problem. But you kept it. I'm not I'm not embarrassed. How oh, often, yeah, absolutely. How often do you wear it? Whenever I wear the orange suit, it goes very well. It's quite an image for people. They don't know what's underneath. They don't <laughs> the horror that's underneath. That is me in a leopard's print cheese string. <laughs> oh dear. I feel a bit flustered. Um, from G-strings to dick mags. Dick mags. Oh, I can... Sh- I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's a magazine with a giant dick on it and, like, a really big dick on it. sort of want to see it, <laughs> I'll be honest. You want to see it? Yeah. You can't get mad or, like... <laughs> I'm not going to get mad. Oh, Listeners, I've requested to see the dick mag. You've requested to see it's so it's a magazine, it's called Shit and Die. Um, this is the front of the magazine. It's a man with uh, shit and die written on his forehead. It has shit and die written on his forehead, and I left it like this man side up on my desk. I have loads of zines in my house, loads and loads and loads of zines. Magazines of all kinds, just because I've another thing to distract your head. I've got so many of them and this is one of those and I quite often leave them scattered around and this one has this man on one side and I left it on my desk and then I had a cleaner come because I had a series of really hardcore sessions and there was a lot of I don't know crap everywhere Um, and the cleaner came and I went out and I came back and he was gone and the house was perfectly spotless except in the middle of the entryway. You open the door. This magazine had been placed the other way up to how I'd left it on my desk, just sitting there in the middle of the floor, and this is what it looks like. Oh, that is a very large, very large erect penis, isn't it? It's really large, and it says shit and die on it as well. Shit and die. Very large dick. I didn't really know how to react to that. I just opened <laughs> my door and... <laughs> it's the fact that it wasn't even where you left it either. So he's not hes not pretending that he didn't see it. He's going, I've seen your dick, Mag. Man had seen 
my dick mag. And he's come around again, and we've just pretended nothing's happened. But we all know what's happened. It's a really weird situation. I don't really know how to... I don't know if I should address it. I don't know what to do. He's very sweet. I love him. He's called Milan, and he... um, Very nice man. Yeah, I think maybe just leave it. Because also, he was possibly just having a browse. What is the contents of the dick mag? Is it a... What's what's the zine about? I don't know. I've never gotten past the dick. I'm, no, I'm kidding. It's, it, there's a lot of kind of weird scrapbooky pictures. I don't know. There's Here's a woman with her breasts out saying, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. It's a weird one. It's not, mm. it's not my favourite. <laughs> I'll be honest. But that's kind of why I like zines, is they're, like, incredibly random. You sort of don't... They're like Pokemon cards for adults. You don't really know what you're going to get. And um, in this case, I really didn't know what I was going to get. <laughs> did you Did you ever make a zine yourself? I've never made a zine, though. No. I, I want to. I want to make one with all the artwork that, like, fans and stuff have done, because it's incredible. But f- yeah, it's, like, so far beyond what I ever imagined. We started this open source website thing at the beginning of lockdown and it's just everything we've ever done all the music in its rawest form all the like stems and all the photoshop files for all the artwork and flyers and posters we've ever done and the latest artwork is done in this 3d modeling program where i scanned my head and loads of other things around my house with this 3d scanning gun so all those scans that are up there and website code everything is on this open source site and the stuff that people have made is just unbelievable a lot of the merch ideas have come from that, like that stress ball I was talking about earlier. Someone's just 3D printed that. The Pez dispenser is a collaboration with one of the f- someone who's, um, just, yeah, who started doing it from from those files. That's so cool. So album is a month away. It's a month away. And then, have you been given any? potential timelines for touring or anything can you say i don't know if i'm allowed to say sure you are it's only me i know i know some of it's been announced we were going to do those red rock shows i was talking about Mm -hmm. i think that was sometime around now that we were meant to do them but they've been postponed exactly a year okay so if anyone's got their thinking cap on there might be other shows around that time when we're in America. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but I can't, I'm not, I'm definitely not meant to say we're announcing it next week. I like the week after. I like, I don't know, soon. Um, I saw uh, Nick Cave is doing a gig live in an empty Ali Pali, which is quite cool, but any sort of live streamy things like that that people can look forward to? Yeah. Um, Again, I can't say. It's really bad. Like, I've we've got we've been working on it, and it's looking really, really, really cool. We weirdly we thought about the Ali Pali thing. We just shot this music video heat, for Heat Waves, and I I walk down my road, and then I perform in an empty venue at the end. And we were gonna do it in Ali Pali, and we decided not to because because. I don't know if Nick Cave is doing this. I hope he's not. But we were told that if we were going to do it, it's being used as a food distribution hub. And if we were going to do the live show there, they were going to have to stop distributing food for a day. Oh, wow. And we were like, well, yeah, we'll just not do it there. Um, 
yeah, so we actually just did it at like literally just down the road from from here. I recorded the whole thing right right outside and just walked into my local venue. <laughs> but okay, some exciting live stream things to come. Yeah. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. I th- I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be different to most of the live streams I've seen so far. And of course you'll be wearing an inflatable orange suit, so Absolutely, we all will in the video. Well, fans can look forward to that. Well, thank you, Dave. I'll let you get back to your inevitable next Zoom call for the day. That Zoom life. That Zoom life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have another one, but this one was particularly fun. I never thought I'd get to talk about all of these things. The dick mag, teddy bear, the udder. I never thought any, I'd ever say anything about the udder, but I'm glad it's out there. I feel like a weight has come off my shoulders. <laughs> Wicked. we go i hope you enjoyed that episode thanks to dave for his time and for sharing such brilliant stories i've been lost down an internet slime hole since we finished recording what a strange world that is i don't know how i missed that before but it's very enjoyable make sure you check out dreamland glass animals new album which is out august 7th the band's latest track heat waves the video of which features a very cute video of dave walking down his lockdown street of his neighbours hanging out their windows filming him on their phones if you enjoyed this podcast please do give it a like and subscribe wherever you get your pods this podcast was made by the 45 check out the 45.com for more music interviews playlists reviews and things that we think you'll like cheers again to izzy b phillips for writing our catchy little theme tune and to chris attaway for producing this episode